there, welcome to A Wee Blether About, a podcast from the Academic Skills team at UWS. My name is Linda Riches and I'm one of the Academic Skills Advisors at the University. Today I'm joined by Carly. Hi Carly. Hi Linda. And John Watson. Hi John. Hello. So they are my colleagues in the Academic Skills team and we've all got together today to talk about the dreaded referencing. So it's a an area that often students get really worried about and we thought what we would try and do is just break it down a little bit today and just guide you through and and give you some sort of hints and tips about referencing. But it probably makes sense to start off by thinking first of all about why we reference in the first place. So I'm just going to bring John in here and he's just going to give us a little idea about, you know, why do we need to bother acknowledging sources in the first place? Why do lecturers always talk about referencing? Uh, well, there's, there's kind of two answers to this question. One is <laughs> you just have to if you want to get the best possible marks. So True. it's just expected of you. But then there are some kind of more discreet kind of reasons about kind of giving credit to the original author, showing that your work is supported by evidence, showing signs of good research as well, that mm-hmm. you've actually done your reading. These are all the elements of, of why you actually need to go about doing the referencing or why you're expected to do that referencing at university. And in terms of, um, you know, there's a word that's often bandied about plagiarism. Um, what what does that mean in academic terms? And is, is that something that, you know, you have to really guard against? Yes, because ultimately you're trying to indicate to a reader where your information comes from, which is your own, well, which are your own ideas and which information has come from other sources. So the referencing is key to, to showing the, the differentiation between between those two things. Yeah. And I guess it's useful for us to say at the moment, there's, you know, there's a book that we use, the Cite Them Right um, referencing book, and we'll come to that in, in just a minute. But it has quite a lot of information about plagiarism now in the first sort of few pages. So they expanded that session. So we're currently recording um, October 2023 and the 12th edition is the latest edition so we'd always say whenever you're listening to this make sure you've got the latest edition of the book but certainly in that 12th edition they've expanded quite a lot of their discussion about plagiarism so there's some quite clear guidance on what that means and why it's important to to make sure that you are acknowledging your sources. So that brings us on to the idea of there's a book that we can use, which is a bit of a relief, I'm sure, um, for people to check their referencing. Do you want to just give us an idea, Carly, of the styles of referencing that sort of apply at UWS, just so that students are clear about that? Yeah. So there's a few different styles of referencing that you might need to do. It really depends on your subject area or your area of study, what your course is. Most students at UWS are going to use Harvard Cite Them Right. So that's where this aforementioned book comes in handy. Um, The book can be accessed through the UWS library. You can purchase it if you'd like to. I think it's only maybe seven pounds. um, So hopefully won't break the bank. You can also access the online version. There's a library guide on it. Plenty of resources to help you navigate using this book and just to access it in the first place. But Harvard Cite Them Right is what most students will use. Um, there's also a SCOLA, which is for law students specifically. If you are studying under the Scottish Baptist College, you might use Chicago. And then if you're studying 
psychology, that you'll use APA, um, which is probably the closest one to Harvard, but um, it still has some differences. So you want to make sure that you know which style you're meant to use. This is something that will be explained to you by your program leader and module coordinators, you know, at the beginning of, of your program. So uh, all of these, there's going to be some resources on our webpage and resources on the library webpage uh, that you can go to for some advice on referencing. Yeah, and I think the book covers all those referencing styles, doesn't it? So it has yeah. all those different styles. But as you said, most students will use that Harvard site them right. So it's useful no matter what style of referencing you're used to, you use to sort of know which bit of the book to look at. Because I know a lot of students get the book and they're a bit overwhelmed by it because yeah. it, it looks quite a big book. Um, and when you sort of break it down and say to students, well, actually, you only need to use the Harvard section or you only need to use the Schola section, that um, is a huge relief, I think, for a lot of yeah. students. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not meant to be read like a novel. You don't start Good on point, John. Yeah, yeah. Good point, John. Yeah. <laughs> There's only certain pages that you will need from, yeah. from the book. I mean, yeah. I, I suppose the great thing about the 12th edition is a section, I think it's section A to... E, um, there is some useful information to read on there, just general mm. tips on, on referencing. But then when you get to, I think, section G, which is the Harvard page, you're not ever going to be using all of that information in there. Um, I, I would say for most courses, the three types of sources that you're going to be using or referencing the most are going to be books, journal articles, and websites. So yeah, I've seen some students actually, I think this is a really effective way of using the book. They get those little kind of um, tabs, um, like bookmarks, basically, on the pages that they refer to the most. Oh, I've seen and, those, yeah. And use, and use those, which I think is a, a really effective way of using, of using the book. Yeah, it's, ne it's neater than the highlighter pens that I use. My book's just covered yeah. in highlighter pen oh, marks. But yeah, but, yeah. but there's that idea of just marking those key areas that you're always going to come back to um, makes a lot of sense. It saves you a lot of time as well, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Great. So if we've got the idea of using the book, I guess we just need to think maybe a little bit about the principles of referencing. So we, we reference in two places, in the assignment and then in a list at the end. Um, Carly, do you want to just tell us a little bit about why you do that? So why do I reference in the assignment and then in the list at the end? And what do I have to check for when I'm looking in that list at the end? Yeah, so referencing in-text or in-text citations, as we call them, that kind of goes back to what John was saying, why we're referencing. You know, we're letting the reader know where we got this information from. So by putting the author surname or surnames usually, or sometimes the name of an organization, if source you're using is published by an organization like Scottish government, NHS, something like that, putting that author in the year that it was published lets the reader know, hey, by the way, this is where I got this information from. This isn't something that I just dreamed up on my own or, you know, <laughs> something that I'm making an assumption on. You're telling the reader in text immediately, this is where I got this from. It's usually kind of silent in brackets, or you might read the author's name aloud if you're saying according to Smith, and then silently 2023 in brackets or something, then you'll move on and, and um, finish the phrase. So they're not meant to interrupt your writing. They're meant to just inform the reader that you're bringing in some other resources, you've done wider reading, you know about the topic. So that's really the purpose for in-text citations. In addition to the in-text citations, you also have that reference list at the end. And 
believe it or not, it's not just a list that your marker asks you to pop in at the end. They're going to use that. It's a way to tell the reader how to access the resources that you're using. So oftentimes there will be some sort of hyperlink or link involved that they can click on and they can go and explore the resource further. There might also be a DOI, which is kind of an ID code for articles and and other publications that um, can be used to, again, access the literature. So those are the two types of referencing, the two halves really of referencing that you'll need to incorporate into probably all of your assignments. So it's just a way of of allowing your reader to know that you researched and to access that some of those resources further. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I think that's a, a, a good point about, you know, it's, you said earlier about, you know, the referencing in the assignment doesn't interrupt your discussion. It's mm-hmm. just, it's part of your discussion. I quite like the way that, you know, thinking about it that way. And then that idea that in that list at the end, it will be looked at you know, it yeah. will be referred to. It's not just someone will glance at it and go fine. Mm-hmm. Um, that they will look at it. And I always sort of say, it's, if the referencing is not correct, as soon as a, a lecture starts, you know, looking at it in a bit of detail and if various things don't add up, that's when you can get in a little bit of trouble. So you want to make sure that that list is as accurate as possible. So I guess, John, that brings us to using the book. When you're using that book, What's the easiest way to use the book to then help you? Because I think where students sometimes get a little bit confused is, well, am I going to lose lots of marks for not, you know, putting my full stop in the right place or my comma? How do I know if something should be in italics? How can you use the book to help you with that? Um, well, if you are using a particular source, uh, I think the best way, I either use the highlighting kind of technique that we we talked about before or the bookmark technique or use the index to find the particular source that's covered in the Harvard section in the 12th edition, I think that's section G. And then look at how you go about doing the reference for that. I often think it's probably more important to focus on the example or it's more helpful to focus on the example that's given rather than the instructions, actually, because then that shows you what it should look like. True. And then you can obviously substitute in your particular um, source details into that example. If you want the best possible marks in referencing, you're going to have to be very picky with yourself, very meticulous about where to put things like full stops, commas, punctuation marks, capitalization, uh, where to put italics, spaces as well, because there is a right and a wrong way to do it. That book has been checked very carefully (laughs) to ensure that uh, there are no mistakes or there's no um, discrepancies in how to do the formatting of the referencing. Yeah. And and I think it's it's useful to say as well, it's not some references, not something that, you know, certainly I've not memorized. I use the book. I always have to refer to the book and I always have to do what you say, John, look at the example and put my information in there and make sure that I'm following it. It's not a case that you, you know, sometimes I suppose we've been so used to referencing. You have a rough idea, but I would still double check. And I know lecturers do that as well. They will use the book to double check that the referencing is correct. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to really make that a very kind of brief overview to referencing because I think sometimes students get really panicky about it and it's, it starts to become a, a huge issue for them. But actually using the book and just following that guidance can really help. Um, 
Carly, have you got any sort of other tips for students when they're thinking about referencing? What's an absolute must do when, when they're referencing? Absolute must do when you're referencing. <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> well, reference in the first place, give it your best shot, True. I would say. <laughs> Um, yep. Yeah, give it, you know, your best try. I don't think anybody expects you to have the perfect references in your very first assessment. It's just like any other academic skill when, you know, you're, you're starting and you're going to learn it along the way. You'll improve it along the way. If you put the effort in, nobody comes to university to reference. That's not why you're here. Uh, you're here because you want to study, you know, the subject of the course that you're studying. But this is something that you'll learn along the way. And, um, you know, the, the earlier you get started, I guess, with referencing as you plan an assignment, the better it will be, the less likely it is to interrupt your own process of writing and, and things. So um, I guess, that, that's a long-winded way of saying, um, you know, just give your best effort and start early, essentially. Yeah. And reference as you go or leave it all to the end, John? Depends how you work, I suppose. But I would I'd say reference as you go or at least keep details in your document of the sources that you're using. Um, so, I mean, that's that's one of the things you need to be really careful of, that you are keeping records of where that information comes from as you're doing your, as you're doing your research. I think it's probably easier to go to do it as you go. Um, I think it really depends on how best you work. I would say, though, before you submit, leave yourself some time just to proofread the formatting of the referencing, in particular the reference list at, at the end. Give yourself, you know, I'd say, probably about an hour of just looking at it to check that the punctuation's done correctly. I keep banging on about this, but kind of capital <laughs> spacing, that kind of thing. In some ways, treat that. I've said, said this before to students in, in appointments. That that one's it's, it's a bit like doing a kind of an admin task at the end of your assignment. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. in some ways, I don't. It does require some concentration, but maybe it doesn't require the level of concentration that you're doing when you're actually typing out your, your answer, when you're actually doing your writing. So, you know, I, I think you can, you know, listen to music as you're doing that, have a, have a cup of tea while, or something even a bit stronger than that when you're kind of going through the, the reference list and just checking that. Um, and, and as I said, treating it like, a, like an admin job. Sometimes in, in, in our work, I think sometimes I quite like doing the kind of, setting up the appointment sometimes i wouldn't like to be doing that all the time but the, the just the computer kind of admin or, on, mean, yeah. on that and yeah. it's, it's sometimes quite good to be doing that that type of task yeah so, yeah and, and like you say yeah. just giving yourself that time to do it because often where students will fall down is they've not checked that list or they've just rushed it and mm. and that's when mistakes and i always sort of say you know they're easy marks to lose um, and whereas yeah. in first year, as Carla said earlier, you know, lecturers will want to see that you've made an attempt and that you've had a go at it and you've done your best. Um, as you go through your course in latter years, you can lose marks for not referencing correctly. So you really want to try and get it right and give it that amount of attention that it needs, as, as John said there. Um, so hopefully that's just given you a few things to think about, um, you know, just, I, I suppose my final little point would be just be a little bit careful of referencing tools. So your sort of tools that say that they can reference for you, you need to double check those. So I've never found one yet that's 100% accurate. So I would say if you're going to use a referencing tool, make sure that you are taking some time to check that that's accurate. 
Um, so that's our little um, chat about um, referencing. We'll no doubt do some more. There's always more to talk about with referencing, so we'll no doubt do something else, maybe talking about some more um, details around it. Um, in the meantime, if you've got any questions or a suggestion for a future Weebleather, do drop an email to skills at uws.ac.uk. Thanks for listening. <laughs>